Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Tonight, it's just Rhiannon and myself, because we are talking Loki. How you doing, Rhiannon? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Moving my microphone around here. There we go. I like that it's just assumed that Adam won't be here because we're talking Loki. <laughs> yeah, I think he's given up uh-huh. on Loki. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we had to uh had to give in. We usually wait till November first for the heat. But uh it's getting down to like thirty-five tonight, and I was like, that is a little too close to freezing for me to worry about my pipes, so Oh, so it's the pipes that you draw the line at. Oh yeah. If it was just me and the kids, like just throw on a sweater, you'll be good. Yeah. But I don't want uh anything bursting yeah. down downstairs. So that's that's reasonable. That's reasonable. I so my I'm in another building that is either heat or air conditioning. Like you get one or the other. But I have much bigger windows I can open here. So they changed to heat earlier than I would have been okay with in my old building. And I I was really wanting it when it was about 60 degrees inside. Which I used to be able to handle. I don't know. I got soft. Yeah, no, we've got the old New England. I mean, I, a lot of New Englanders are this way. You wait till November 1st because it's just so freaking expensive to heat these old, you know, our house was built in 1905 or whatever. So, like, it is not efficient at all. Oh, yeah. So, ours, because they pump it through the whole building, it, well, I don't pay electricity. Did I tell you that? That's just part of your rent? It's part of my HOA dues. Okay. Yeah. Because I own, like, but it's part of my, I mean, so I pay it through my HOA dues. But, um, so there's no, there's no huge incentive, but they did when they turned the heat on, they were like, look, it's not that great of a heat. <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't be upset if you can't get your unit to 80 degrees or something. So, yeah. Well, I think we're just, uh, I mean, we could, I, I don't think there's much news as we're recording. They've got Daredevil showrunners. Close, but not super close. I don't know. They've got Daredevil showrunner and directors oh, were announced yeah. this week. Yeah. We could talk about that real quickly. I, I don't remember the names. I, I This is how it's gotten to, I am just so, like... Do I even care anymore? I do care anymore. Um, but it was the sh- or a writer from Punisher. But it wasn't yeah. the showrunner from Punisher. Uh, I thought it was the showrunner from Punisher, but I, I'm not sure. I I think it was. I don't think he was the showrunner from Punisher. I think he was the writer on Punisher. Okay, so his name is Dario. Scardapani. Yeah. Scardapane. Not sure which, but. And then directors, they've also brought on Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who've worked on Loki and worked on um, Moon Knight. I think the thing that makes me most excited is they did the tomb episode of Moon Knight, where they had like the zombie mummies running around and pulling out people's organs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, I actually just happened to rewatch that recently with the kiddos, and there's some really great action scenes in that, um, particularly with 
uh the Layla character. She there's the scene where she's in the middle of the desert and they come out with a big gun and she has to find a way with just some flares to like get out of danger. So I just felt like they shot everything very well in that episode. So that's exciting to me. Yeah. That's exciting. No, the showrunner on Punisher was Steve Lightfoot, wasn't he? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So this was an executive producer. Sorry, Dario was an executive producer, but not the showrunner. Yep. So um, well, that's exciting because that was a good episode. My only concern is they people are acting like these are the two directors that they're gonna use for the series. Yeah. And that's not TV model yet. Like TV model, you're prepping for a week, you know, going out, finding locations, um, setting up stunt coordination, doing stuff like that. You're filming for a week and then you're doing posts for a week. And with like the schedule that they were doing pre-strike, I think they were doing an episode every eight or nine days. So two directors isn't enough to have that rhythm. So I wonder if they're going to extend the rhythm or if they're going to have more directors well it's worth saying so these guys are a team this isn't even two directors these are guys that direct together okay and um on moon Knight, they did episodes two and four and so far on loki they've done episodes one and four okay. so i would think they're just a couple they're, they're just one unit of the several director units they'll have okay that makes me feel better so yeah, the the Variety article says they'll step in to direct the rest of the first season, but oh, but yeah, maybe they're wrong. Maybe they're yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, because I mean, even with the six episode stuff, like Miss Marvel and Moon Knight and She Hulk, they had at least two or three directors in and out of all those shows. So yeah, so. We'll see. I I I will await. There seems to be news news every week, but yeah. I mean, it strikes me that all of this suggests that they want it to hit the ground as soon as they can post strike. Like it does not seem that Marvel is going to screw around at all, getting Daredevil going back up again as quick as possible. So yeah, yeah, and um. At the time that we're recording this, the strike seems to be moving. To- the negotiations are continuing, yeah. which is better than sometimes. It's really, it's funny at this point. Like, I feel like what the union's been doing in the last couple of days is like, hey, it's not totally done. Like, they know that they're somewhat close, but they don't want to lose any leverage. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a stupid metaphor. Uh, when you buy a house... A lot of times there's like a um, inspection that's done right before you close. Yeah. And it's a really weird environment because if the inspector finds something, you have the right to blow everything up, but you have to ask yourself, is it worth it to blow up your closing for whatever the inspector found? And I feel like that's where they're at, where they like have most of a deal in place and the union does not want the pressure of like if the next six hours doesn't shake out the way we want that we feel like we still have to make the deal because everyone's expecting it to be over so they're like giving themselves space like nope nope there's still things for us to talk about you know yeah 
All right. Um, so speaking of these directors, they directed this last episode of Loki. Okay. Okay. Rhiannon, I know you have some thoughts on this episode. Uh, you can, I'll let you start, you know, what, uh, what have you been ruminating on as uh, you think thought about this episode four of Loki two? Okay. So it's multiversal BS, right? I mean, like that's, that's what we're ruminating on, right? The time travel and the multiverse of it all. And first off, this was an incredibly gruesome episode without being explicit like they smushed a whole room of people yeah slowly i mean slower than i'd like to be smushed to death like if i get smushed to death i'd like it to be very fast and instantaneous a little more like king kong godzilla style right (laughs) yeah yeah like but this was like a slow motion like and and you know like Getting that emotional standpoint of it all, you know, while not even being on screen, I that was just, I felt really well done because I feel like I saw those people smushed. I, and they avoided the, the, there was no crunch. I thought there'd be a crunchy noise. There was not, but there was definitely like a splashy, like water hitting the floor noise. Yeah. Yeah. It was enough. Yeah. It was enough to me without crossing a line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, points to these directors. Um, I mean, and then seeing Victor Timely spaghettied. That was, you know, there again. Something that was pretty gross that didn't come through as completely gross. Um, and then everybody died. So, you know, I guess the series just ends after four episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Really quickly on the squishing, also the look on Miss Minute's face while it was happening, like the gleeful like joy out of that sadistic little cartoon. They're really <laughs> I, driving it in, aren't they? That she is just a sadistic cartoon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I they they want us to fear Miss Minutes. Yeah. Well, I was saying, you know, in our conversations, just typing back yeah. and forth on our, our communications. I just love that I have absolutely no idea where the last two episodes are going. Like yeah. there usually I have a bead on kind of where we're headed with this stuff. And I'm just, I'm so enjoying that. I have no idea the, the writer, the head writer, whatever the person is, I think it's head writer for them still mm-hmm. has said that there is a, there is a rule of logic that is, going to undergird everything and they can't say what it is because it would give away what's going to happen but that there is an overarching sort of architecture to their storytelling that they promise will make it all make sense and will help us figure out how we go forward from here and i am just hoping it's as clever as they seem to be promising because if so i will be delighted to be this confused about what's next and then for it to be solved in a logical way would make me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. They have the chance to nail the landing on this. Um, as long as we don't think about it too much, which got me thinking about it too much, (laughs) (laughs) but we still haven't. So, and that's what I was reaching out and like messaging you as I was like thinking about it too much is we still haven't seen why the time slipping 
started, right? Or did we? Oh, or are we just I... assuming it's from Killing Kang? Oh, that's a good question. Why is Loki time slipping? Yeah, I don't think we really. Ha- I mean, I don't know. I just accepted it as like the premise of that episode, but I don't think I really thought about it too much. Maybe he's time slipping because the loom blew up in his face. No, he was time slipping before the loom, though. They used the loom to fix the loom to fix the time slipping. But did they? Yeah, remember they were gonna like find all well, the different I, pieces yes. of him. In the season, yes. But who knows what rules apply to what we just saw and what just happened. Maybe it pushes him back in time, right to that point in time when he was running through the halls and saw the king statues. Yeah. We thought it was immediately after he went through the yeah, from Killing King, from the end of time. But maybe it wasn't. I've also been wondering, because they've been very clear when they give us like um, date indicators to tell if it's a sacred t- timeline or a branched timeline. I am wondering if they also will just go back to an earlier point in the season and have Loki make a slightly different decision that creates a branched timeline and in the same way that our Loki for Loki season one was not the Loki from Avengers, but the one that took the Tesseract to Endgame, like, could we get basically another, a variant of the variant that made a different decision in Chicago back in the 19th century or something like that? I can see that too. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly... I, do you think it's cheap or it's brilliant to do whatever reset we've got so that you could get shocking moments like pruning the Renslayer or killing Kang and then you just undo it next episode because multiverse stuff? Like in some ways, I think it made this episode shocking, but I also don't know if that's also kind of a cheap way out, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it kills the stakes. It kills, you know, it killed. Um, It would just all depend on what they do with it and how it comes about and what happens. I would not like it to be just they go back and we're watching another variant and seeing how they handle the situation. You know, then we're just watching the same movie with alternate endings. Um, But I don't know. It would depend on how, how, you know, how they handle it. Well, the other thing that I think we should remember is they do have their magic powers, right? Because they did something mm-hmm. that allowed them. So, like, maybe Sophie and Loki sent, like, duplicate. Because Loki can do that thing where he makes multiple versions of himself. Mm-hmm. Maybe those were duplicates and they're hanging out in a bomb shelter somewhere or something like that. That could be. I like that we're talking about this and we have no idea yeah. <laughs> what it is. Yeah. You know? No, that that is a very good point. There's all kinds of things that could be happening and we have no idea. 
So it was very good. One I'm of almost the things mad that I like. I'm almost mad that I like it. Because <laughs> you don't want to be able to give them credit until further down the road. <laughs> One of the things that uh, I didn't realize, but I saw elsewhere, the conversation that Miss Minute. Uh, or that Renslayer and um, the one who remains has in that recording that Miss Minutes pulls up is the same recording that Loki heard on like the old eight track type player yeah. earlier in the season. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. catch that in the moment. Oh, I caught that because I had been waiting for that. I mean, I yeah, I caught that. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, I've I've gone down online rabbit holes which i haven't done in a long time so again kudos um do you think ob might be a a ai or a robot oh that was the idea is that he might be a robot or something yeah that's why his mind wasn't wiped yeah i don't know I still like the idea that he just that, that he just, just forgot him. about him. Yeah, that he just missed the idea. The idea that Kang would be so arrogant that he would look at someone like Ob is insignificant. Like to me, that's TV. It has TVA written all over it. Like uh, the way they treat people, like they don't matter, and the pull variants out of universes and they make them slave labor forever or they'll prune a timeline. The idea that they would forget the maintenance guy or the janitor like exists. I just think that's so, and it probably isn't what it'll be, but to me that is just so rich thematically of kind of what the TVA is and what T like what Sylvie hates about the TVA. I mean, I just think that could all be, you know, really interesting. Yeah. But I think if it's a Kang variant, the name makes more sense. Or Boris means a snake eating itself. Right. And so if it's a creation of Kang's that's trying to... I don't know that created the handbook for the TVA and then is idolizing Kang clearly because he created him or something like that. I mean, I don't know. It's just like the, the circular thing. Yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean, there already is certainly something there about Kang has all these ideas that somehow he trained Ouroboros to make that he put in the handbook that ends up in Kang's hands to help give him the idea, you know, like. Yet somehow Ouroboros knows everything except what Kang looks like. Wait, or did he? He recognized Victor eventually. Yeah, I, I can't. Did I feel he? like there's a moment where it almost like kind of hits him, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So I do. I, I mean, as we said early on, I think that there needs to be a twist that Ouroboros like OB needs to somehow be the key to a bunch of stuff. Like if there's nothing else to him other than he's just a fun guy in the basement, I don't think that's interesting. I think there needs to be something where there's some kind of surprise in it. Where we go, Oh, that's what's going on. You know? Yeah. 
Um, I just my bl- mind just totally went blank. As far okay. as the last two episodes, I mean, do you feel like there's a character you need to see more of? There's something that like is there something you're really hoping for as we finish out? I want Sylvie to have a purpose. To me, she's just sort of been tagging along. I haven't seen much reason for her. So I'd hope, I mean, like, is she just there to be the, like, I'm going to kill him? I, you know, I mean, that's what, like, or to remind us that King's a bad guy. Like, I want her to have some real purpose in the rest of the season. Um, well, in her big talk with Loki, I don't feel like she got anywhere. Like, I felt like it was more like Loki telling her why she was wrong, you know? And I was like, well, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it gave us Loki developing in this universe like he did in the main universe. You know, this is Loki going through all of the character development that he had. But... Sorry, but um, which cool, but like Sylvie didn't have much purpose other than to be the person that he developed with in some way. Yeah, I do feel like this season she has been there to motivate him. Like every time she shows up, we're like, oh, Loki really has strong feelings for her and it's kind of unstabilized him for a minute, which is all fine, but you know like it just doesn't give her a lot of volition of her own it feels like she's just there to push a button for his his character yeah yeah so i mean i'd like her to have purpose um i don't know i i would like there to be some tie i i am ready for all of the multiversal stuff that we have seen in other properties to start tying in. Um, I still don't feel like this is the same multiversal universe that we saw in Dr. Strange that, that we saw in, I mean, we kind of saw where else have we seen multiverse in the MCU? No way home. Yeah, No Way Home. I feel like No Way Home, it's somewhat consistent, but I just, I don't feel like it's the same multiverse. I feel like every time we're having a multiverse story, it's a different, uh, you know, Quantumania, we didn't really have a multiverse story. We had another realm. And I don't, I mean, but it was Kang and it was like Kang's world and all of this. So like Kang is out here in this place with no time and he's you know got this temporal loom and all of this but he also has this tiny world with you know in the quantum realm and like how many places are king i would like for all of these multiversals multiverses to start to feel like they are at least the same mythology the same you know standpoint so that's where I was kind of hoping that like with this big flash of light that we saw at the end of the episode, maybe we see something new and it, and it, and it starts to pull in 
some connection with the other properties. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think certainly, you know, like Dr. Strange sort of hints at like a world where everybody's paint or, you know, like some really bizarre ones. And we have in Spider-Man the idea that like Peter Parker can look like different people. I guess we have that and it's there's Sylvie and Loki, you know, like Loki doesn't count because he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, I mean, so far, most of the time when they go to another timeline, it just kind of looks like Earth, just a little bit different, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we haven't seen anything creatively multiverse So give me real multiverse. Maybe that's because they haven't allowed the branches, but if they're not allowing the branches, how does a paint universe exist over a multiverse of madness? Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting to see just how tightly it connects. I mean, I think there's a lot of feeling that like this is going to set up the main paradigm through which we understand King Dynasty and the conflict in that, you know, it's a lot of heavy lifting for a Disney Plus show that is paying off a movie that's still two years from happening. Yeah. Uh, there were some connections just as far as uh, I think that spaghetti effect is very similar to some of the stuff that happens to Ant-Man and the probability storm in Quantum Mania. Like there's a, a giant version of Ant-Man in that scene that kind of gets spaghettiified. That's kind of the same visual effect. So I think there's a little bit of that, but. Sure. Sure. <laughs> You're expecting me to remember pieces of Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. And make that connection. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. um yeah, I, I think what you're saying is that there just are inherent limits. We're not going to get, like, Rebecca Romaine Stamos as Mystique showing up in Loki, the television show. You know, so it's not going to have the sort of things that I think we're headed for in the as the multiverse. Because I think increasingly, multiverse is going to equal the sort of stunt casting we got No Way Home. Where it's like, hey, look at this actor that played somebody in a Marvel movie 20 years ago. Like, I think we need to strap in for Ben Affleck, Daredevil, and, you know, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and um, Jessica Alba, Invisible Woman. Like, I just think all that stuff is 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 where they're ultimately going to end up with it. Multiverse will be an excuse for nostalgia and playing with the toys they bought from Fox, so... I would just like to make a correction that she has dropped the Stamos. It is now Rebecca Roman. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I mean, if it's the multi-version version of her, though, from She goes back to being, she goes back to being. <laughs> I recently streamed all of the Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is nothing but people I recognize from Marvel properties. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was struck the other day they were talking about how um Anson Mount I think was a love interest for Britney Spears in that first movie she did that was called Crossroads I think or something like that and I was wow. like it doesn't strike me that Anson Mount would be the right age for that but maybe he was a little bit creepy old maybe yeah I'm not sure I think maybe he's prematurely gray too 
Uh, no, you're right. He's a little. Oh, he is old. He was in that movie, right? I didn't get that wrong, did I? Crossroads in 2002. Yeah, Anson Mount was like, it's like Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana, and Anson Mount are the people in that movie. He was totally Britney Spears' love interest. So she was born, what, 83, 82, something like that? 84? She's, yes. So he was, uh, oh, he was a solid decade older than her in that movie. This is why are we down this rabbit hole? I don't know. But you're talking about famous people. He's born in 81. So she's only eight years younger, but still. Still. Uh, Yeah, but when you're at that age, eight years is a lot. It breaks the the rule of eight or whatever that. uh, The age divided by two plus seven. Plus seven. That's right. So she was 23. Is that what? What year did Crossroads come out? 2017. 2002. Yeah, so she was 21. So. So he was 28. So his was 14 plus. So right at the age divided by 2 plus 7. So. Very uh, on the edge. On the edge. On the edge. On the edge. But this is the way it always goes. I mean, we've talked in Marvel. Like, men are hired for Marvel characters at 38 or 40. And women are hired for Marvel characters at 23, you know? Like, when you look at the Avengers lineup, I I mean, I'd I'd have to look up the numbers, but something like Chris Evans, 37, Robert Downey Jr., 42, Jeremy Renner, 41, Scarlett Johansson, 26, you know? (laughs) Like, it's, uh, it's very uneven for those six original Avengers, so. Yeah, yeah. So... Fascinating, fascinating rabbit hole. Um, other thing I was going to say about Loki, I did enjoy, as I always do, the the philosophy talk around the K around the pie with Sylvie and Loki, and I think this show really has played with an interesting idea of if you allow free will, do you necessarily have to allow bad things to happen? You know, like Sylvie is like, well, we just got to make sure that Kang can't, you know, we can't allow Kang variants that are going to do bad stuff. And he's like, well, if you only allow a Kang variant that does good stuff, aren't you killing the free will that you claim you want people to have? And it's a very classic kind of philosophical problem that even relates to the nature of why, you know, why do bad things happen? And if there was a God, why would they allow bad things to happen in the world and someone else goes well yeah because they allow people to have free will like it's pretty classic philosophical objections but it's kind of fun to see it play out for literally two gods that are thinking about how they should rule the universe that they could potentially rule i just thought all that was fun stuff yeah also we learned that they're only allowed pie once a week yeah which to me gave a new perspective of the pie yeah. You're and there also, looking at it all philosophically, and I'm like, they can only have pie once a week. It also, though, makes us, I think it fills out Mobius's character. He yeah. just wants to eat key lime pie and ride like jet skis. He's very simple. And like when Sylvie gets at him, like, how dare you want to eat pie at a time like this? 
It's like, no, it's the way some people deal with trauma, man. You just, you know, you get some ice cream and you just <laughs> roll with it, you know? Like, yeah. Let him deal with stuff his own way. Yep. So. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see what we get this week. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, also the Marvels is very close, right? So episode six of this and the Marvels come out like the same night. Oh. Pretty sure. Yes. So uh, we will probably be breaking that into two podcasts. We will record it at the same time, but we will break it into two. Yeah, maybe Adam will join one. Trying to see if we can convince Adam to see the Marvels. I feel like that's going to be, if you have not seen, I don't know how much people see this stuff. Adam's comic shop opened very well this weekend. I think they're very happy. So I don't blame the man. He's busy enough. I realize he's got more important stuff going on than watching a TV show. But His comic shop. Well, and they'll like ship pull lists and stuff. So everybody needs to just change their pull lists to Adam's comic shop. I I ordered uh I ordered my Christmas presents through Adam Aww. and he shipped them to the house and I'm just gonna like invoice either my parents or my in-laws. Like, if you want your Christmas shopping done, <laughs> here's here's the check. That's what it cost. And just reimburse me and I'll wrap it for you and everything. <laughs> Aww. So that's very cool. Yeah, but um it's yeah, it looks pretty cool, I think. I think they had, did a lot of work and it's cool to see it coming together. Yeah. I'm so excited. Every day, like Adam's pushing some new idea, something new. Like, what if we did this? What if we did this? And it makes me, you know, makes Iowa feel cool. Yeah. I think it, what's really cool is you see that, like, I don't know if Adam realized we didn't talk about him on the podcast, but like, well, he should be here. How a small town like that can have a cool community. Like his comic shop can become a pillar of the community almost instantaneous. You know, like it's small enough. They hosted like a cool movie night at the local little theater. And I think they're part of like a trunk or treat thing, you know, this week. And like, it's pretty quick that you can become an important part of a community in, in in a small town like that. So, yeah. So kudos to him. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it means that he's not watching Logie. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, thanks for listening, guys. Also, I just did um, did a podcast with Alex over at Pop Break. Oh, cool. So um, he asked some questions about I don't know the history of our podcast and us wrapping up and all that stuff. So we probably t- I talk more about Marvel News Desk on that podcast than I do on this one. So if you want to hear that, I'd encourage you to go over there. I'm pretty sure it's Pop Break. Uh, MCU rewatch has kind of been their thing. So uh, it's supposedly about agents of shield season four, but we didn't talk about that very much. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. I was thinking the other day it was multiverse before the multiverse was cool. True. When they went into the matrix or whatever, (laughs) it wasn't called the matrix, but the matrix, but yeah. 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 They did all kinds of stuff that will never get referenced in Canon. (laughs) yeah no i'm waiting for the hate mail because he was like do you care if agents of shield is is like you know canon and i was like no not at all and so i'm sure that there are people who will not be happy with me but that's why i'm not on twitter anymore all right well thanks for listening to the pod guys Rihanna, thanks for being here 
we will see you guys next week. Talk more Loki. Bye.